0: are the content rebels. We've got zero time for busy work that masquerades as marketing and we're done with losing the impact of our big message just to satisfy some SEO or social media algorithm rules. This is a show about marketing for established soloish entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships with clients online. Join me each week as we make your content work for you. Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to the No Like and Trust Show. Today, we're going to be talking about search intent. What the heck is it? And how do we apply it to long form content, especially as solopreneurs or very small team service businesses, right? We're going to cover all of that. And at the end of the episode, I have an announcement about the show that I think you're going to want to tune into. So on with the show about search intent. All right, here's the deal. Uh <laughs> you know I'm a fan of long-form content. I love it. I think it's one of the best ways to build your know-like and trust relationship with your audience and also just to like practice what you're preaching. I think it's incredibly important. But according to AHRFs, only 90% of blog posts out there are being read. And that is a scary statistic if you are writing blog posts regularly, right? 90 freaking percent are not being read. That's just sad. So I wanna give credit where credit is due. You know I always believe in that. I was introduced to that stat by Tim Hansen. I follow him on LinkedIn. He is a a software as a service company content agency. And if you've heard episode 256 where I give the complete content plan for a service provider business, you know I am not a fan of taking content advice for businesses that are very different from you. If you're a small team, if you're a micro business, if you're a marketing team of one, right? Do not listen to people advising content strategy for teams that include 10 people on their marketing team. It's not fair. It's going to set you up for the opposite of success and kind of feeling like a crappy human being. That said, this particular piece of content, which I will link in the show notes, was all about search intent and it gave me a wonderful explanation and just way to kind of approach search intent for my content, even though I'm not a SaaS company. So I'm going to break it down a little bit piece by piece. This is obviously a part of our ongoing efforts to talk about service business SEO and especially SEO in the age of AI for micro businesses like our own. So let's break it down and talk about what applies to us as solopreneurs or small team businesses and what does not apply to us. So that said, we do have to pay attention to search intent, even if our primary goal is not ranking on the Google, right? Search intent still matters because it informs how we create our content. And even if that's not our primary goal, if our primary goal is building a relationship that builds no like, and trust with our audience and really proving that we know what we're talking about, giving us an opportunity to really explore our topic and get to all the nuanced thoughts around it. That's the primary goal. But we still have the secondary goal of ranking in search engines. Why create long-form content that's not going to be seen, that's not going to rank, right? We still have the ability to get cold traffic with our content, so we shouldn't ignore it completely. And search intent is probably one of those nebulous topi- topics if you're not into SEO. So so here's the Brittany definition, which I think will be fun for us um, mere non-SEO mortals, if you will. Uh, the Brittany definition is what people expect to get when they start typing into a search box. And here's an example, right? If I type chicken math into the Google and I you know, get some results. I absolutely expect to see some funny TikTok or YouTube videos of a guy walking around explaining chicken math and pointing to his ever-growing flock of hens and not quite understanding how he got there. That's what I expect. I don't expect to see a Khan Academy video saying, what happens if you add two hens plus three hens? Are they both technically correct? They are technically correct. They're both talking about chickens and math. But one of them is what I intended to get and one of them not so much. That is search intent for us mere mortals. All right. Now, this probably happens to you all the time. It happened to me just the other day when I typed in what is the best way to remove vinyl tiles and I got sponsored results for grout companies or got articles and YouTube videos all about removing ceramic tiles. No, 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 I specifically said vinyl for a reason. I want to find the best and easiest way to remove it from my entryway so that I can get the pretty ceramic tiles actually installed, right? Search intent, it kind of fails us quite often. It happens to me every time I'm looking up a problem I'm having with software. I get related software problems, not the one I'm looking for. And we probably have all experienced that frustration and we do not want to give that frustration to our audiences. So that is why we wanna start looking at search intent as we create our long form content. Is it the be all end all? No, but it's certainly something worth paying attention to as we create. All right, so Tim says we need to look at where in the funnel the audience is when they start typing you might not be having funnels. You might simply have a service you provide. So ignore the word funnel there because this part does apply to us as small service businesses, established, sophisticated, though we may be, this is something we actually are very similar with to SaaS companies, all right? So you may have heard in the past the four levels of awareness that people have as they stumble upon your content. And they are uh, problem aware, solution aware, product aware, and then cost aware and you know we can talk about how we're not using funnels so we maybe don't need to pay attention to all four of those and that might be true but even me as someone who doesn't like operate her business with lots of different funnels i have a funnel for evergreen and elevate which is my premier service so let's just use that as an example here and talk about those four levels of awareness the problem aware level would be they know, my audience knows that they need to lean on content either between launches or more likely they need to lean on content so that their pipeline is always full so that when they do have a client roster opening, they have a ready wait list that wants to hop into that spot. I am currently putting out content just like this in my own business because I am running on a wait list for Evergreen and Elevate right now. It looks like the end of November will be when my next opening is, and I am recording this at the very beginning of October. So with that said, this is the kind of content I am currently employing. They know they want content to lean on, but they're not really sure how to get it or how to create it or or get a good slew of it, right? The next stage is solutionware, This is when they would know that they need evergreen content, not just content to lean on, not just content that fills their pipeline, but they know they need evergreen content that they can go back to again and again. The next stage would be product aware. They know that they need evergreen content. They know that they're not going to make it on their own. So they need someone to help them implement a content sprint to create the evergreen content so they can lean on it again and again, right? And then finally, cost aware. This is where they know what the services are. They probably are comparing several different people. Uh, If they're not comparing several different people, they're just looking at one and they're like, okay, this is the cost. How do I budget for it? What can I do? And, you know, just really make this easier on myself. Now that last one, cost aware, that one might not apply to you as an online service provider, but the other three absolutely do. So, let's go back to your long form content, not my evergreen and elevate content, right? Let's go back to your long form content and talk about the search intent again, okay? Is what they are searching for, and you can see this in your Google search console, you can see this in organic search results, all of that, right? Is what they're searching for indicating that they know they need a content sprint in my case, or just indicating that they know they need content to lean on? That answer tells you the search intent of the person typing in the query. So there is, you know, search intent for content created around this offer. You need to determine which side of that you're at based on the search results you're seeing people come to your website with. And this right here, friends, this is why some of those AI tools out there might be hindering your content progress. They're going to tell you to rank for these very high search volume terms for my strategy example here that would be like content marketing strategy. Realistically, I am never going to rank well for that term. It's too competitive and there's too many people that are far, far bigger than I creating much more content with much more depth that are always going to kind of maintain those top spots. But will I be able to rank for something that's more along the lines of content marketing strategy for micro businesses and evergreen content? Is that extremely long tail, meaning lots of words in the search query? Yeah, yeah, it is. Does that mean it's going to have a lower search volume? Probably, yes. And also, those AI keyword suggester tools are never going to suggest something like that because it doesn't have, quote unquote, a big enough search volume. You, however, as a micro business, as a service provider that only wants five, ten clients at a time, perhaps, you could do extremely well keyword targeting for that search term or whatever the appropriate you know variation for your own services, right? And the reason for that is anyone searching for that kind of query, they are primed and ready for your exact service. They are not trying to rip up vinyl tiles and looking for grout companies. They are specifically looking for ripping up vinyl tiles. With that said, this is why I preach the category of one. Your search volume might not be the thing that makes or breaks your business. Being the leader in your marketing, coming out with an idea first—it's—it's it's not going to have inherent search volume. You're you're out there on the pier alone, or more appropriately, you're out there in the coop watching your ever-growing hen flock alone, right? Creating content that will align closely with the different phases that your audience is going through as they're trying to decide whether to hire you or not, that is what is going to make or break your business. Now, Tim goes on in this lovely LinkedIn piece about four different phases that your audience might be in. And of the four, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, two of them are incredibly applicable to you and the other two, not so much. So the two that are very applicable to you are the gathering information stage. And this is going to include, you know, like overall articles, gathering information, like how-tos, step-by-steps, anything that's more broad. And then, yes, you're going to mention your services or your offer at some point throughout there, but they're really just getting information to decide, do I even want to pursue this path? And then the next phase that's very applicable to you is going to be the looking for expert help phase. And this is where you know you might be comparing different ways that they could find their solution. You might be comparing your service with other people. You might be doing like an X versus Y type thing. This is going to be very lucrative for you if you do it well. One of my clients, uh, she's actually gone out and said, hey, you know, you have to hire this other firm to get like an engineering study, but they don't do good at this one thing that I do really well, which is grant writing, because it's not what they focus on. And their engineering goals are very different from grant writing goals. And she actually has a great article and video defining the difference between two and saying, you still need this other one, but don't use them for like an all-in-one service. Go to the specialist for this part and you'll get better results. That's the kind of piece that you want for this phase that your audience may be going through. Now, there are two other phases that I want to reference, even if they might not be as applicable. And they are a specific product, like looking for brand names. I'm going to go ahead and say, you guys, I don't think too many people are searching just Evergreen and Elevate. It's not going to be a big thing for me. And then finally, an actual spending the dollar phase. This is where people are going to be like looking for coupons or you know discounts. Again, as a micro business offering services, we're not probably going to be having a whole lot of that. So it's probably not a phase too relevant to us, but of note, it is out there, right? Here's my point. When you understand the combination of the problem awareness level, those four levels that we talked about earlier, and which phase your audience is in right now, you can create content that combines each of those four problem awareness levels with each of those two phases that applies to you. When you have those pieces of content in place as part of your evergreen content plan on your website, on your YouTube channel, wherever you're going to be, people will find that and they will enter your funnel. Yes, I know you might not think you have a funnel, but they will enter your funnel and start paying attention to you. At that point, it becomes a personality thing. It becomes a time fit match. It becomes all of the other things that go into the purchasing decision, but you have done the foundational piece, which is make sure they have the information available to decide whether working with you is the right next step for them. That is why search intent matters. Yes, our long form content gives us an opportunity to practice what we preach. It gives us an opportunity to show the world we are really good at what we do and we've been doing it for a long time and you can trust us, but it also can do the work of bringing cold audience traffic into your world. And that's why we pay attention to it. All right. So that is search intent. That is the second lesson in our mini series here on SEO in the age of AI for small service provider businesses. And with that, I want to move into my announcement. I practice what I preach and I actually just re-aired or encored an episode about the unhealthy side of creation just a few weeks ago. And the reason I did that is because, well, to be honest, I'm feeling a little unhealthy right now. I am in a season of my life personally, Where I have far fewer work hours than what I used to have. I still have the same client load. I still have my same business admin commitments, but I have fewer hours to get it done. And I'll be real frank I love this podcast. I love it so much. I love it for the reasons I was talking about. Long form content gives me an opportunity to practice what I preach, to share with you this knowledge that I know is helping your business, and to really show my audience. That you can do these great things with a robust content strategy. And also, I don't have time to deliver the quality I've always delivered for you in the past. So after this mini-series, we are going to be moving to an every other week schedule for the podcast. It's not going to be forever probably, but it's going to be for this season of my life. I'm doing that for two reasons. I don't want to give it up. It is honestly a joy for me to create and to give this to you but I don't have the time to provide the same quality at the same frequency that I have done in the past. And I'm not willing to give up on quality. Quality content matters, quality and messaging, quality and consistency of messaging. And I don't want to give that up for you. So we're going to move to this every other week in just a few weeks after this series is over. And with that, There's still spots for guests. I'm still always interested in quality guests, but my criteria for accepting them might get a little more stringent. We're going to have to be really on message and really on brand, right? As a result, I'm going to be able to extend the exact same quality markers for my own solo episodes and make sure that they're all across the board. Something that is going to help you, the established online service provider business, create content that does some heavy work and heavy lifting in your business. That's the promise, and that's what we're going to continue to deliver. All right, bye for now. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats, and if you help that friend with something that they need to do... We're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.